I was really hoping for like a new kind of murder cult and not just like the one mighty and strong <laughs> doing blood atonement like Listen, again. We are all hoping for a new murder cult. <laughs> Talk No Facts All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. And it's the new year. How is everybody doing? <laughs> Thriving. Productive. Thriving. Productive. <laughs> and I'm present. <laughs> I did I'm... just write on the ceiling up here in my parents' attic because I was waving a pencil around. <laughs> so present <laughs> that I wrote on the ceiling. Uh, it is so good to see you guys. I know. Oh, happy New Year. Had happy a little New vacation. Year. Really throws did, off my Thursday to not have this recording. I know. Did everyone have a nice uh, Christmas? I think we're three we're three Christmasers. Not all of us religious, but yeah. I had a good Christmas, I would say. It was very low key. It was nice. My dog really likes um, tearing up paper, any kind of paper, paper towels, you know, anything. But that means that Christmas for her is the greatest oh, day of the yeah. year. <laughs> Because everyone's ripping paper, and it's pretty exciting. So she went nuts, and that makes for an enjoyable Christmas. She's like, that's the one day of the year that the whole family shares my interest. <laughs> they let they let her help rip the paper, you know, and she can grab it. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we all had a nice break, and we actually have some very big, exciting news that some of you may already know, which is that over break, we were offered the opportunity and accepted to join the Social Suplex Podcast Network along yeah. with our very good friends Trish and Sarah. So, uh, so we're doing that. So we're on. So we're on a network with yeah. a lot of people that we really love, and I think we don't fully understand how how we have scammed our way into this situation, <laughs> but we're loving it. I sort of feel like we like managed to like like skate in with Trish and Sarah, you know? Like, <laughs> Trish, <laughs> Trish and Sarah are like, really wave. smart and stuff. Yeah. They're like, That's oh, like a serious yeah. podcast, and now people think yeah. we're a serious podcast. And yeah, yeah. but Absolutely. maybe it's like they know that's a serious podcast, but then it's like you want to chase her, you know? Mm. <laughs> a little, little bubbly, a little bubbly fun. On the a side. little bubbly fun afterwards, <laughs> uh, and it's you know, as you know, we've been getting more and more sports oriented in recent mm. weeks, but yeah. uh, unfortunately, the Connie did wrap up. So yeah. it's, it's just back to it's just back to bargain basement erotica stuff with us. It's just yeah. So if you're no, joining us from the Social Suplex Network, check out uh, our past few episodes. We talk sports the whole time, and and tonight we'll be doing other things. We'll probably. be doing we'll other be doing things. things. <laughs> We're gonna give you a whole new reason to beg Tony Khan for more sports presentation because when he gives it to us, we meet him at that level. But when he doesn't, we meet him at another level. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're here for the first time we're very excited uh if you're uh, one of our beautiful beloved normal listeners nothing changes for you and uh we can't tell you how grateful we are that you listen yeah except uh, uh we're now on the social suplex we network are. discord and we've got our own little channel so you can join us there oh, and that's we'd true. love you to can have come you chit chat should we be doing a yes. conversation starters in there maybe oh that would wow. be pretty I, I, yeah. Leah looked at me like, wow. No. <laughs> uh, no. 
No, that wasn't my face at all. I was just immediately like on the spot was like, what questions should we ask? As if this was like a brainstorming <laughs> session. I was like, yeah, you don't have to decide that right now. Leah's in like, an action item mode right now, for sure. We had a pretty yeah, intense podcast meeting before this where like we, yeah, <laughs> I take notes about our action items. So I'm really we in did. a mode where I'm like, and yeah. who's going to act on this? Yeah. Uh, Allie, do you want to do the first discussion question? And should we do them weekly or bi-weekly? Should we rotate? What I did is, so you know that I have these work meetings that all start mm. with icebreakers. What if I just brought the icebreakers from those meetings into our <laughs> podcast I channel? would love that, actually. Yeah, I think we they're, could bring that energy. They're not that interesting. What was the one today? Oh, I just had to weigh in on what my favorite winter food was. Um, so it might hmm. be better if they were wrestling related. But... Well, we'll, yeah. we'll noodle on that, shall we? Mm. Okay. We have so much wrestling to talk about. Are you ready? So ready. Uh, yeah. As Thank I'll you. ever be. I wanted to hear that spoken verbal consent. <laughs> Let's get into it, baby. Uh, while we were out, we watched the World's End pay-per-view. We're going to be bringing up various storylines that culminated or didn't culminate there throughout the podcast, but I thought we could start out just by talking about overall impressions, highs and lows, and mids. Maybe some mids in there, you know? Yeah, it, it wasn't the best pay-per-view they've ever put on. <laughs> so. No, and I think MJ from uh, Waffly Bollocks actually identified exactly why, which is like the middle was incredibly soggy, and that's where the Bucks match usually is. Like yeah. the Bucks like party match in the set in the middle yeah. is what like gets you through that like and it's it wasn't there. So we just kind of like sunk into like the couch and was like, oh okay. God. It, it really suffered from a lack of any elite members or like Orange Cassidy or the Lucha Brothers or like a lot of their kind of most entertaining performers, unfortunately. Our high energy OGs. Yeah. I yeah. really did while watching. Of course, I always miss the Young Bucks, but while watching the pay-per-view, it was pretty extreme where it was just like, yeah. I need to see some rap boys who have never made me watch a bad match in my life. Yeah, I need yeah, them right, now. Exactly. Exactly, and, like, and like the Bucks always come in when the crowd's kind of like sleepy, like dead, and they yeah. get them back. You know what I mean? Like that is the yeah. thing that they do. And so I'm like, yeah, this is what happens when they're not here. Yeah, and it was like full gear was bad too, but it was like it had great parts and it had like actively terrible parts. This didn't really have actively terrible parts. It was just mostly pretty dull. It was mostly well, I think pretty it dull. Started I think it started well and it ended well. I just think that it had an incredibly like soggy middle. Um, yeah. But even like that first match, like it was definitely a highlight, but to me it felt like a pretty normal like pay-per-view match. And then at the end of the pay-per-view, I was like, that was like one of the best matches of the time. But like, as it was happening, I was like, this is, this to me is kind of like normal level AEW pay-per-view, which I mean is very high, but you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. yeah it, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to suggest that, it was in any way a normal AEW pay-per-view because it wasn't. It was abnormal. Yeah. I just think that, like, really, honestly, the, the I think that if there was a good match in the middle, we would feel better about the rest of the card. But it would have helped. I think sure. that's true. I, it also was a little – it was rough that, look, we – at a certain point, the, the MJF storylines, the devil stuff, it had to culminate. Like, we had to do it, so it had to happen. 
great, great radio. <laughs> we had to do it, so it had to happen. And it makes sense that it was the last match of the night, and or otherwise known as the main event. Um, that's all. It's like I accept it, but it, it was really difficult to be like Eddie Mox is like the most exciting thing happening here. Like yeah. Yeah. this is it, like absolute like banger match with all the baggage, but like and and all the Connie feelings that we have. Like you just wanted after that. It was like so you want me to keep now. You want me to keep paying attention again? I don't yeah. know, Tony. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. know. And MJF really suffered again from having like a big contrast from so like Eddie Mox, very authentic, very real, very exciting. Yeah. And then you jump to like sort of cartoony, silly devil stuff. And it was like, <laughs> okay. And yeah. just like the last time it was like Hangman Swerve went really hard, like really hurt each other. Like it was so brutal. And then like there's a fake MJF injury storyline where you're just yeah. like, well, yeah. it probably wouldn't have seemed so fake if it weren't like juxtaposed with something so yeah. real, but yeah, you know, yeah, I think that's very, I think that's very true. Um, it was very interesting that they had done a full about face from full gear with respect to like threading hammy storylines throughout the show. It felt <laughs> like Tony had been like, actually nothing's getting threaded through this show. We have <laughs> one backstage segment. I think yeah. it was a very stark difference. Uh, and I don't think that, I don't I'm I don't think that hurt anything but you know it's like yeah. we just didn't have anything to sink our teeth into aside from yeah. just a few things. So um should we just get into the is there anything else you want to say about the the old pape or should we just get into the storylines? Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Mamas. Okay. Uh, last week on Dynamite, MJF... Oh, so this is before the pay-per-view. We're going back, back into the dark mists of time. MJF <laughs> lost his and Cole, his and Adam Cole's ROH tag team titles to two of the Devil's mystery minions. Uh, and Samoa Joe revealed himself to be in league with the Devil, and he, like, chaired MJF in the ring. And that is where we were at going into the pay-per-view. So on the pay-per-view, and again, this was the main event, MJF fought Joe. Uh, there was... a Early, before the match started, Adam Cole came out to be ringside again so that MJF could have his friend. So he was there ringside, and we had a few little, like, you know, he's trying, he's fumbling around trying to get MJF his ring, um, but can't get it to him in time, et cetera, et cetera. Smojo wins and wins the AEW world title. Afterwards, MJF very low, crying in the ring, Adam Cole comforting him. We have the Devil's Minions come out to surround and attack uh, the lights go out, and when they come back on, Adam Cole is not being chaired. He is sitting on a chair. Of course, his foot is broken. Uh, he is sitting on a chair with the minions flanking him because he is the devil. Dun, dun. <laughs> and his men were Roddy, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow, <laughs> as we knew, he would be in the storyline, and indeed he is. Uh, so <laughs> Wardlow power bombed MJF. Um, any thoughts about that before I explain how we opened the week? It was, I mean, it, I just, I'm just glad it's over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. Right. one Thank of God. the most boring ways they could have done it. And I'm not even mad. Not yeah. bad. Right. Like, I'm, no. I'm just like, happen. well, they had to reveal the devil and there was no way I was going to be happy with it. So like, sure. It might as well be Adam Cole. Like. It is a little bit like, well, we've just doubled down on injured Adam Cole doing things. So, like, I don't feel great about it, but, like, whatever. I can't even. 
it raises quite a few questions that we can discuss in a moment about what we're going to be doing going forward. But I agree that I also, it's like, I'm like pulverized me over here where it's like, that's how <laughs> limp I am. It's like, yeah, just reveal someone. I'm glad we did that so that this won't be happening anymore. Um, so this week on Dynamite, Dynamite opened with a pre-tape from Samoa Joe. Um, and then Adam Cole got an in-ring segment and he crutched out with <laughs> slowly, slowly, down the ramp. slowly, uh, where he uh, basically, I think the gist of it was that he was like, MJF has made lots of enemies and he turned on everyone. And what was I going to do? Wait around for him to turn on me. He's a bad guy. So I turned on him. Do, I, do you think I have that right? I think Ish. so. Although you were just like a little more coherent than he was, I feel like, cause I watched it afterwards. Cause I was like, time. I don't think I really followed that. And it was like, he did a lot more of just like MJF sucks, like promo on MJF than he did like actually like explain any of his own like journey through this whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was quite but I don't, vague. Yeah. No. I don't think he could have because like he, it wouldn't he add can't, up. it doesn't make sense. So he's got to go forward. So I don't know. I mean, I, again, like it felt to me like this promo had to happen. They had to start the show. He had to do, be the, the linking. We had to do it, and it had to happen. <laughs> it had to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just sort of like, yeah, you guys, you made the bed, and now, like, now you're in it. You lay down. You lay down. <laughs> you lay down in it. Everyone's asleep. Everyone's asleep in this bed now. Go to sleep. Whatever. Oh, go to sleep. It's about punk. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> so back. We're so Joe back. over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I was going to say something, but I have immediately forgotten it. So whatever. Um, okay. Oh, wasn't Kyle O'Reilly though? That was, that was the, and it wasn't there and it wasn't little Jack Perry. Who's never coming back to television. I guess if he doesn't come back with the bucks as all like little mean rat boys. I'm going to KMS. (laughs) I mean, it'll be over for me. I wish I could remember. Our friend Aaron, yeah. who hasn't watched with us in a while, was like, wait, where's Jungle Boy? And we we're like, we can't even get into it because it, like, we don't have time. We'll get into it later. And she was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I know about All In. He's still gone from All In? And we we're like, yeah. 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 This one's yeah. also Punk's fault still. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how still. That man is on Raw now. But yeah, he's still. She thought there, she thought there had to be a new incident because there's no yeah. way that he could be gone since September. And it's like, yeah, yeah. no, we're it's supposed to raise a lot of questions, Aaron. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't even get punched in the face around here anymore without <laughs> being suspended for at least four months. <laughs> oh my God. Um, well, Oh no, I was just going to add that. I think I said we watched, uh, this po- Lee and I watched this podcast. W- okay. <laughs> run it. Just run it back. Leah and I were together for New Year's, and we watched the pay-per-view with Sarah, of Trish and Sarah. And while we were watching, she was like, when Adam Cole came out, she was like, Adam Cole is the devil, so done. She had already voted, actually, so she really won, (laughs) because I made everyone do a a vote ahead of time. But she had voted. She was like, it's Adam Cole. And then he came out. She was like, it's Adam Cole. And I was like, don't you think that, especially at the end, when Adam Cole is in the ring, like comforting MJF and being like, you tried so hard and you did your best. I was like, don't you think that the only explanation for any of this farce, if Adam Cole is the devil, is that he's a literal sociopath? (laughs) And everyone in the room was just like, yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
I agree with you because it's just like, yeah. I mean, he spent the entire match cheering and, and you know, being so vocally on MJF's side. And it's like, what is wrong with you in your head? What is you can yeah. just not be friends with someone. But actually, I do just I do love heel Adam Cole. It does feel right when it's like it is in his, it is his nature. He has to sting. Like mm-hmm. so, in that sense, fine. And fine. Uh, I hope that maybe what I hope is that we don't have a lot going on with this too much going forward because <laughs> yeah. that's my hope as well yeah <laughs> so adam cole did do this explanation and then the segment ended up being interrupted by jay white did you guys, sorry to interrupt did you guys no, think it was interesting that he never he didn't address whether or not he was ever actually friends with mjf like he did i thought it, he like didn't say one way or the other which probably is for the best just to leave it all in the past but i did think it was kind of weird i think it's yeah. gotta be like the way that it really works I mean, I'm not saying it really works, <laughs> but if, work. you, if you want to make it work, it kind of should just be that it's like he was friends with him, but it's like two scorpion scorpions can't be friends. Like, so yeah. it's like you hurt before you get hurt. And of course, he's never going to say like anything about his any real feelings he ever had. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like, I don't really know the Adam Cole, Cole lore, but as I understand it, that has been his like yeah thing. like and, and apparently he did this exact thing to kyle o'reilly where like wow. he betrayed kyle o'reilly after pretending to be like good friends so <sighs> adam cole bad boy bad boy <laughs> bad, bad boy. boy well he got interrupted by jay white who was also mad about how he came out of the mjf stuff which is fairly reasonable so <laughs> the guns came out with him although i don't know what he wanted to do in this moment to be honest but so the guns <laughs> came out with him oh no. Uh, I can't put these pieces together right now. Anyway, uh, Wardlow got Cole out of the ring. So then you've got Jay White and the guns. And then the acclaimed and daddy ass ran out as well because they got beat up by the devil. So I guess they wanted to beat up Adam Cole. Maybe. Has the acclaimed been, have they been hurt this whole time? Is that where they've been? <laughs> they've I just been they, recuperating well, from the devil? I think they fought uh, the flight. top flight recently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see the match. But I believe that that's what happened. I don't think this has been our tightest segment, but I don't think it's our fault. <laughs> you know? It's not our fault. It's not. No. Our fault. We're doing really good with the material that we've been handed. Yeah, we're doing our best for sure. It couldn't. We couldn't do better than this. I don't, I don't think under the circumstances. Hey, social suplex listeners, this is the best it gets. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can do better when we move on to other topics that that um, excite us more. But I don't know. Like, what do you what do you think is going to happen now? It's like now we have this group. It's the undisputed group, I believe. Undisputed 2.0 or something, you know. Um, (laughs) What do you what's going on? What do you think there is going to happen here? Oh, Adam Cole did the other thing where he was like, Wardlow is going to go for the belt. But then when my foot is better then he'll forfeit the belt to me. (laughs) And Wardlow like openly rolled his eyes. And it was like. Yeah, I know this room. I've walked this floor. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't. It's never been what I would call like the most. No, when Christian and Luchasaurus did it, it was really fun. So I maybe yeah. Christian like kind of makes everything pretty fun in a way that other fun. people, you know. Yeah, it's like that's maybe yeah. not an act you want to follow. But yeah. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, it's one of these things where it's like, hopefully this just like becomes a smaller storyline that like moves forward at a normal pace. Like my fear with this is like Adam Cole is still injured, but he's having all these feuds with people. So like, hopefully we don't just stall out constantly still, but hopefully they'll move it along. The thing is that like, he, I mean, not to sound like One Nation Radio, but now it's no longer in the title picture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, it's yeah. not going to close the show. You know, it's not going to be like driving the entire show now it's going to become like even even if adam cole is on every week crutching around it's still like he's not going to get the time that he would have got when he was with mj mjf it has been i will say a learning experience to live through the mjf reign and kind of start to understand like no, I don't personally care about belts, but I do care about what closes the show. And the belt often defines what closes the show or what's mm-hmm. getting the time. So now I understand why I have to care about belts because <laughs> I can't have fun, silly things should start the show, but dramatic, crazy things should finish <laughs> good. And they should be good. They should not be bad. So I love when belts it's bad, now. we don't like it. So we they're like it when it's good. It's got to be good. Gotta yeah, be make good. the sh- make the show good, and I'll love the show. I mean, that's hey just... Tony, could you make the show good? Well, he did this week. This was a great <laughs> he time. Did. He did. I mean, yeah. it was it yeah. actually was dope. And Leah, you had made a good point in your notes that it was like, well, you can make your own point about the fact that did he have any choice but to open the show with this kind of, you know, this here's what you missed, yeah. Ugly. Yeah, I mean, it's like he had to be the connecting um, tissue between twenty twenty in 2024 you know like i think he just like it, it, it had to happen so it happened <laughs> I know. we're just so into this segment it's like yeah did we eat shit yeah but we had to because they had started feeding us shit and it was just kept coming in so like yeah i mean i'm not mad about it i guess no it's, it's not eat shit is not right we're in yellow jackets and it's like did we eat yeah it had to happen so it happened can you can you just bleep maybe bleep the spoiler part <laughs> Perfect. So, okay. Well, it had to happen, so it happened. So, <laughs> I don't think we have anything else to say about it. Let's move on to the Continental Classic. Yeah. Okay. Connie. So, R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Connie. But Connie, we're missing you. We can't wait to have you back next year. Yeah. So, because of our week off, we actually missed. We had a bit of a Connie backlog, like matches that we didn't end up discussing on the podcast. Uh, long story short, Mox won the Gold League three-way that none of them wanted. They didn't want to have a three-way, but they had it, and Mox <laughs> pinned Jay White. Eddie beat Brian Danielson in the Blue League semifinals, and then Eddie and Mox fought at the PPV, and Eddie won. And he won all of his his life's work, his yeah. three beautiful belts, <laughs> and it was such a good match. It, it was, was so good. Those guys, I mean, they just bring such an energy. Like, the way they stare at each other, it's so, mm-hmm. like, intense. And it really, it woke, I was so sleepy by this point in the pay-per-view. And they, like, woke me up the way nobody nobody oh else could have. I was really, it brought me I to life. I especially liked every single time that, like, one of them would do, like, a bad boy move and the other person would hold up their arms like what the hell in this way that was just like you're gonna start with me right now is that what you're pulling on me right now and it was just like definitely like like i have fought you one million times and i know how your mind works and i like and like we're playing chess in our heads where you're gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and it's like i don't know i just liked it so much where i was like yeah these 
they really like each other. Yeah. The whole thing felt like that promo where they just started yelling at each other and being like, you always do this, like yeah. always this with you. And it's like, yeah, this is like a deeply like married, divorced, you yeah. know, remarried yeah. match, which They're I love. They're the yeah. realest guys on TV. I mean, they just rock. Yeah. yeah. It's and incredible. then to end, like it was, it felt so good. Like the Eddie win felt so good, but then to end with like that moment where you're like, okay, are they going to do some big dramatic angle where it's like Mox is mad at him, and it's like Mox, of course, just fucking hugs him, like, yeah. and because it's like Mox doesn't. It's like about how good the fight was for Mox. Yeah, yeah, that was so yeah. sweet, and Eddie just like yeah. beaming, and like Eddie's never beaten Mox before or Brian Danielson before, so it was like you could. I mean, you could really see on Eddie's face, like, just how meaningful yeah. the whole thing was, which was incredible. And John Moxley put his whole pussy into that hug. Like, yeah. that was, like, yeah. oh, they were pressed so together from cheek to toe. Like, they were yeah. unbelievable. That oh, whole match, hug. the ways they were touching each other, it was just, like, just cradling each other's bodies. Perfect body-on-body -body action. Just... <laughs> A perfect interaction of bodies. I would say. <laughs> really, many, some real uh, sports space presentation. I would it say <laughs> that is the kind of sports space presentation that we want to see year round. <laughs> Please and thank you. Um, any thoughts about? Uh, oh my god! It's like now. It's like now you want me to come back from that and say like any thoughts about the other matches leading to it? It's like they were good. <laughs> But it just like we got to the exact place that we wanted to go and yeah. we knew we yeah. were going, but it was so satisfying to go there. And I then it like, was yeah. perfect. Yeah. The thing about the Connie to me, it was like looking at all of it. It's like it's very the storylines were very predictable from a certain, you know, like from after round one, basically, where you're like, oh, you've got an Eddie comeback story. Like it's going towards like an Eddie Mox final. You've got like beating Brian Danielson again. You've got Mox, you know, Mox and Swerve stuff happening. But to me, it felt predictable in the way where it's like, like a rom-com is predictable where it's like, this is the way the story beats are supposed to hit. And it's like very, you, when you do it right, it's perfect. And like, to me, the stories like just hit well, where it was like, yes, this is the way the sports should yeah, go. Right. And again, it's like, this is why people are watching Miracle. This is why people, mm -hmm. what are other sports movies? Why are the only ones I can ever think of a <laughs> Miracle and the Mighty hockey. Ducks? Yeah. <laughs> it's only hockey movies. <laughs> Ru is they have Rudy the name of the movie? Rudy, yeah. Rudy, yeah. Um, other, oh, remember the Titans? It's a, there's, there's just Rocky. Rock. Yeah, yeah Rocky. that's boxing. Yeah. He loses, I think, right? I haven't seen Rocky. Actually. This isn't going well for us, so I think we better move on. But yeah, it's it's it has the beats. It has the beats of a rom-com slash a sports film. Sort of a fever pitch starring uh, Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, I think. Yeah. That's one that I have I have not rewatched. I mean, it's not a good movie, I don't think. No. Unfortunate. unfortunate. They should have done more chemistry testing. I mean, as always. They should have. It's like well, and the problem no with that one is... doing it anymore. They just get together pretty early on, and then yeah. it's just like. Well, what is the? There's not really a the plot. Conflict of the movie. There's something <laughs> There's about the Red really. Sox. I think it's just like he not. like likes the Red Sox too much. Yeah, and then it's like, are the Red Sox going to win? But it happened to come out the year that the Red Sox did win. <laughs> so like they had to, I think, change the ending. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, pretty wild actually. Alrighty. Um, and you reminded us of the the Mox Eddie promo that we got ahead of yeah. this match. 
yeah, I mean, these guys are so good at promos, it's crazy. And then Mox, like, yelled at Eddie, like, you've sure got a lot of people who love you, which you know Eddie like, would hate to have said so about him. Like, for someone who's so angry or something, or, like, yeah. for someone who's so convinced that he's not worth anything, or something like that, yeah. you sure have a lot of people who love you, which is just, like, it's, like, the the, the sickest, I'm over here bawling line of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After... I think, like, the morning of the pay-per-view, someone linked to Eddie's Player Tribune um, article from the last, like, his last big pay-per-view match, and I reread it and got, like, really teary-eyed again because, like, that whole part where he was, like, talking about, like, Cody, like, take, having, like, trying him out, and he was just about to, like, lose his house, and he's like, it was a dream, and I'm still trying to wake up from it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Every time Eddie, Eddie, I I know, and like his face at the end of that match, it was just like, you can just see that this guy like thought he was like out of wrestling, going to lose his house, sell his gear or whatever, like not very long ago, four years ago or something. It's wild. Yeah. Who was it? I think somebody, was it Filthy Tom Lawler tweeted something like, this is the first time I've seen Eddie get new gear since 2006. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. I mean, it looked good. It was still, you know, it was pretty similar to the old gear, but it was, it was pretty similar. Exciting yeah. to see. Oh my him god, Allie, you should discuss your uh, your um, project gear idea. Oh my god. Well, this was uh, we watched the pay per view with Sarah's sister. This is a crazy point to bring this up, but you're. I mean, I see why it happened. Uh, <laughs> we had an idea for a project runway. It was really just for an episode of Project Runway, but I got you could turn it into a full fledged show that crosses over with professional wrestling where you have the aspiring designers are designing wrestling gear and they each are a sign of a wrestler. So they're designing the gear. But then the twist is that actually the second half of the, of the two part episode or whatever is a full pay-per-view where they're all wearing the gear (laughs) and then see how it, to see see how how it looks, how it holds up. If it falls off them in the middle. Exactly. Whether you have any wardrobe malfunctions. And so then the designers are getting uh, rated both on the Mm. gear and how it performed and how well it worked for the story that the wrestler was telling. Oh, that would (laughs) honestly like be a killer episode of Project Runway. It would be be so good. good. It would be so good. Free idea. Tim Gunn. It's a good challenge. Is that show still in the air? It's no, it can't be. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I share I share custody of that idea with Megan. Shout out to Megan. Uh, I think that we might have talked through a match that others were trying to watch. We were so, <laughs> we were so excited about that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to, we'll just briefly touch on what the rest of the Connie participants did at the, pa- at the pay-per-view. So uh, Miro and Andrade, Miro wasn't in the... Andrade was. Mir- you get it. Uh, Miro and Andrade fought, fought over the right of Miro's wife to work outside the home. And Miro won <laughs> because it turned out that Andrade the day before had finally fished his wish and gotten out of his contract. So then right after the pay-per-view, like it's like Tony was at the scrum being like, yeah, Andrade's definitely great and so good to have him. And he, he's not going here anymore. And Andrade <laughs> tweeted being like, I've loved my time at AEW. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> It's like you have you bitch you have not. <laughs> he was much nicer in that tweet than I really like anticipated from him. Yeah. But like my god, yeah. The fact that Andrade got so many wins in the Connie as crazy. he was like finding Absolutely a loophole, crazy. 
whatever. Absolutely. Okay, get your house in order. Ridiculous. You know, we're re- we're well rid of a man who, uh, for whatever reason, didn't want to be here. And, you know, I was prepared to love him, but I don't love him. So yeah. I guess let's move on. I hope he takes the rest of them with him. Malcolm I know. Black. Get him, get him out of there. They do get poison. Going. They do poison the pot. They do. They poison when you have a stew and the flavors are all mixing together. You can't have mm-hmm. poison in the stew. I've heard that one <laughs> bad apple spoils Can, all the apples. I hadn't heard it that way, but now that you've said it, <laughs> that is such a good point. I feel more. I don't know if we just talk about stew. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say like more iconically, we say a little poison in the stew makes a poison stew. <laughs> Our classic stew metaphors. I'm literally trying to argue for myself in my head. I'm like, I actually think it's really smart to say. It's like if the mushrooms are poison, you put them in the stew and then everything (laughs) soaks together. (laughs) Allie. (laughs) Look, we're a stew podcast. It's our food that we like to discuss. You're so right about if you made stewed apples and one of them Mm. was bad, the whole thing would be bad. Totally. Sometimes you use like kind of bad apples to make stewed apples because they turn out okay when you cook them that way. Well. That's yeah. <laughs> such a good point, Alex. <laughs> I mean, so maybe if we really cooked Andrade for a while, it would have been all right. Tony, maybe turn, that's why Tony was giving him all those flame, wins. Tony. He was cooking him, letting Tony. him cook. <laughs> this we needed. We needed to be cooking low and slow for a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's gone now. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the men uh, who participated in the Connie had an eight man that opened the pay-per-view. So that was Danielson, Claudio, and Danny Garcia, and Mike Bri- uh, Mark Briscoe versus Jay White, Roosh, Jay Lethal, and Brody King. Uh, we were told this was by multiple people said this was faces versus heels. But <laughs> that is crazy to me. And it's not. It is fully crazy. None of these men are good men. No. I don't I, think. So you, you have one true face in there. It's Mark, Mark Briscoe. Briscoe. Yeah, he's yeah. the only Everybody one. Everybody else is a heel. Every, yeah. every other person is a heel. I don't know <laughs> what we were doing here. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. But that, that was a fun match. Uh, Garcia ended up pinning Jay Lethal. So, Jay Lethal had, like, basically negative one in the yeah. Connie is where he <laughs> ended up. I actually Danny kind of Garcia. like him better after all that. I'm like, oh, Jay Lethal, like, now I understand what you're for. <laughs> like, great. Yeah. <laughs> someone, this had to happen to someone, and it had to be you. It had to happen. It so did have it to happened. be him. <laughs> I still uh, don't understand what Garcia's story was. Like, I've sh- now listened to multiple no. podcasts where people are, like, complimenting him and being like, he had such a good story. And I'm like, yeah, Daniel Garcia is my son, and he did a fabulous yeah, job. And of course, I was riveted. <laughs> the entire time but explain to me no his you path can't. to explain to me where he started <laughs> and where he ended and what journey he won went he on he can't tell you that made dancing he's still dancing <laughs> and he's still i dancing. i like yeah. when the, the dancing dance no yeah. i like it the dancing did not hurt or help his no. uh his successes he didn't beat brody king with the dancing he didn't beat brian danielson not dancing what did it mean? And then why did Brian, why did Brian Danielson give him the kind of look like he was like, oh, oh shit, I forgot you existed. Did I ever text you back? Right. Daniel like, Garcia, Brian Danielson, I mean, forgot about you. You were meditating and crying about this boy like a week ago. Like, yeah. 
I didn't know if he were mad at him or Daniel Garcia mad at him or Daniel Garcia like was doing a little bit of a like I walk my own path now Brian Danielson and it's like yeah and then he goes out with his dad Matt Menard so it's like you know it's yeah. not I'm not complaining but I think I do think it's nonsense I do <laughs> not think it makes sense Mm-mm. Not to, sk- I mean, like, I don't want to discuss the whole match, but just to s- say something about th- the end of our say next it. section. When Brian, di- when um, Daniel Garcia started getting beat up in his dynamite match, I was like, oh, Brian Danielson's going to come out and save him, and this is going to start something yeah. here. But then somebody else we'll get to came out, and I was like, why did that happen? <laughs> Classic Brian Danielson absentee father, just not happening. <laughs> <laughs> the way I and I'll say this, I straight up don't even know what you just referenced. Like I'm looking at the yeah, schedule that I'll be presenting, and I'm like, um, I don't know. Oh, Hangman came out and stopped for uh, yeah. That is our next. That Anderson. is our next section. <laughs> that is our next section. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think we really have time to get into this, but we will just say that Eddie does have his three belts now. And this week on Dynamite, uh, Greg, Brian Keith, Brian Cage, and Vikingo fought for the first title shot. And shockingly, little Greggy won. Little Greggy turned little Greggy. Won. Greggy won. I know. He it was so exciting. Win. So proud I know of his sweet boy. He's just going to be the first one fed to any, but I'm still so proud of him. But he feeds so nice. Like, I w- I'm yeah. in a really good mood with Tony about Greg right now because Greg was in the. Um, battle royale in the zero hour of the pay-per-view and it was like he didn't win but it was a really good ending like it was really fun so i'm like as long as greg gets to do fun wrestling and um i get to see did you guys see that thing where he got sent i think to maybe new japan or something yeah and fightful (laughs) fightful posted and was like um somebody somebody in the in the event was like why did they send me trent Ferretta? and like Greg send me someone good it. next time yeah yeah it was like who the hell wrote this article and tony <laughs> replied to him and was like and i sent him my favorite guy yeah <laughs> and it's true yeah. so now we just have to get dustin back and then they'll be yeah. our hearts will be light again but surely we're close to getting dustin back right we've got to get dustin chuck taylor back can we send a can we send a doctor to do a house call She's I'd, love, on him. I'd love to get a little look at his I x-rays a physical and a mental health doctor mm. to just go just go check in with them okay we will move on to the section that i forgot uh was coming up uh thank you leah so swerve strickland was supposed to fight keith lee at the pay-per-view but he didn't and why is that we don't know and do the dirt sheets know maybe or maybe not <laughs> keith lee might have been injured but he might have been pretending to be injured um but uh somebody on twitter he said on twitter i've been very injured and then someone said so that's why keith lee hasn't been fighting that much so you guys should pay attention to that and stop complaining about it and keith lee said wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what the hell yeah i don't know man are you injured or not but the things wrestlers get up on twitter yeah it's exactly like malachi black somebody was like malachi black's been injured that's why he hasn't been wrestling and malachi black was like i don't know why everybody thinks i was injured and then it was like a ton of screenshots where malachi <laughs> black was like i'm injured <laughs> i don't i really don't understand what's happening with these men and i don't know what the truth is uh what i know is that swerve ended up fighting dustin Rhodes instead which is funny to us because we have no, we just have no history with Dustin Rhodes except for um, anyway, and so Swerve was really upset. I mean, like the yeah. energy of the match was cold. 
<laughs> he was Swerve furious. was gonna commit yeah. a murder. It's like, oh, it Dustin was, Rhodes is yeah. just in the crossfires of. Uh... <laughs> I was I was genuinely worried for Dustin Rhodes. Like I feel nothing for that man, but I was like, oh, you shouldn't die. <laughs> and I think don't, he's gonna die tonight. Don't kill that old man. And everyone was very happily cheering him killing the old man. The oh old yeah, everyone the was craziest thing leg. that I learned during that match was that Dustin Rhodes isn't sixty five. He's fifty three. <laughs> Yeah, that's like Chris Jericho's age, isn't it? I guess. Like, in my mind, actually, I never worried for his health and well-being in that match because I was kind of like, yeah, if anyone ever, like, hit Dustin Rhodes too hard, it would be like a scene in a movie where, like, a toddler is really, really mad at his dad, but then the dad (laughs) just hugs him and holds him anyway to be like, I love you. And then the kid calms down and starts crying. I'm like, that's what I'll... It's like, before he dies, that's what would happen instead because he's 70. I love thinking about Dustin Rhodes just grabbing Swerve and just being like, it's not your fault. <laughs> just holding him tight. I know you're very upset about the Keith Lee situation. I know you're mad. I know you're having mad at some Keith big Lee. feelings. Yeah. Come here. Give me a hug. It's okay. He's doing some gentle parenting. Yeah. Swerve is There's hitting like, him and he's like, that's okay. I still love, it's okay. I still love you. <laughs> There's going to be like 50 pay-per-views this year. You'll get another one. It's all coming up Swerve this year. And it is it all sure coming is. up Swerve this year. Because what happened on number one dynamite of the year? Swerve <laughs> and what happened? Swerve and Danny Garcia main event. Uh, and they just do that. What did they do, Allie? What did they do, Allie? Allie, say what they, what they did. Say it. Guys, they do what they need to do. <laughs> what needed to be done. It had to happen. And it happened. They made music with their bodies. <laughs> music is not what I thought you were going to say. Uh, they made a certain kind of music. They had. I'm immediately, I'm immediately singing this song from uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> Let's make music together. It is as um uh, as a tweet that I read today said, as the French said, as the French say, "Le petit unalive," and that's. <laughs> So if you know what's happening here, then you know. Uh, so sexy, such a such a good, sexy, erotic, sensual, erotic match. It was wild. Yeah, Swerve has really stepped up his game in so many regards, and I would say his sexual game has really. Is he wearing that eyeliner all the time now? It's so good. He didn't it's used so to wear it, right? Good. I was like, I, I feel like I would have so. noticed it a Listen, year ago. I don't but think I, he wore it with Hangman anyways, and that's definitely know. when I started laser tracking every movement. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know exactly what I don't know exactly what he's using, but it's like you can just see like his eyes are really highlighted. Yeah. You're just yeah. like really popping. Yeah. It's really I, I do feel like he's like, oh, there's a certain kind of fan that I can <laughs> pander to, and he's Please. really pandering to us. Please. And yeah. that's my favorite. No. Yeah. It's incredible. We love it. Unbelievable. It, we love like do it. men do men feel like this all the time? Just in I every piece so. of media and they watch. They go so, so loco in their brains. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't have to, I can see how you can't have too much of this. It's a very no. rich dessert. Okay. It feels yeah. great. Yeah. And then like yeah. if people start cutting into it, you're like, there's one movie aimed at women. You're like, what the hell? I didn't like this at all. Like I can see yeah. how I could get high on that. Yeah. I guess men are justified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they've been justified this Sweet whole time. Sweet little guys. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so they fight, fight, fight. So good. Uh, Swerve won. Now, Leah, I think you remember what happened here better than I do because I had half thought that the that the um that the show was over. We were like six minutes over. Yeah. Like we had yeah. a big a big overrun. So I kind of zoned out and then all of a sudden just heard hangman music and I was back. But you know what preceded that. Yeah. So Swerve won, but then like he still started beating up Daniel Garcia and it was like, well, this is sore loser behavior, Swerve. But uh <laughs> so there was just like this moment where it was like, well what's gonna happen? And Daddy Magic jumped into the ring, but then Daddy Magic got beat up too. And it was just like, oh, well, you didn't do a very good job of defending yourself. <laughs> and so, like, I was convinced that I was like, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson is going to come out. He's going to save oh. Daniel Garcia. Oh, and it's going to kick okay. off something there. And I was excited. And then it was Hangman's music. And I had to have, like, a really, like, weird moment where I was like, no, I'm happy about this. I had, like, a moment where I was like, oh, it's not Brian Danielson, which is never happened in my life. I've never been like, oh, it wasn't Brian Danielson. Like, I had to, like, Our I had to reverse the car around and be like, no, Hangman. And then I saw that fucking mustache and was like, oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, I, listen, I clocked that mustache early. He had a brief backstage segment early in the show. The second I saw that mustache, I said to myself, awooga. I said, <laughs> I like I, what I'm seeing. I believe what you typed into our group chat is, He's stomping out of the 70s and into my heart. <laughs> I did say that, and I stand by it. So what a look. I mean. Yeah. You really just don't see that kind of look anymore, and it, it's got to take a little bit of effort to trim the beard back to really let the angry mustache pop. Love it. Did you Looking, see the butcher yeah. was like, he has to just shut off, shave the whole <laughs> beard. He's really got to go full mustache. I've been telling him. <laughs> I, didn't I love the that. <laughs> um, he and Swerve, little face to face, little uh, kissing pose, and then mega fighting, just be- wailing yeah. on each other. They sent out every spare security guard they had to break these guys up, but they were still trying to get at each other so hard. And Swerve, of course, had been saying throughout the show, um, "This is my year. I will be getting the belt." Uh, and Hangman is just howling, you will never have it at him, which is so hot. It's so hot. So hot. It's incredible. I never thought they were going to put these guys back together so soon. Like, I thought they would no. have, like, a years-long thing, but I was, like, not hoping for this yeah. at all. I thought there would be a refractory period, but there's not. No. <laughs> we're just well, going no. for it. Right back in there. Whoo. I did, I did crack my shit up because... They got the security guards got them separated, but then the side that had Hangman lost their grip on him, and Hangman dove at Swerve and was swinging. And they like because of where the camera was, it was close up on one security guard who just very clearly was like, "Oh, I don't get paid enough for this," and like, <laughs> like kind of like backed away and was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> wow, um, I'm just so happy. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and probably we don't really have that much time to speculate about it, but I'm just so happy that it's like these men are in the title scene. Like, cause what did, did Joe call both of them out in yeah. his pre-tape? Yeah. He did. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're both in the mix and they're mad at each other and they want the bell and hangman wants. It's like, it's very sexy for hangman hangman not to be like i want the belt to just be like mm-hmm. i don't want you to have the belt yeah, yeah. which i, I just love yeah. well yeah. someone was someone was suggesting and i'm so sorry if it's 
it was One Nation Radio, if I, that was stealing from, but I can't remember that. We're on a Swerve network together now, it. so. Yeah, what's what's their opinions are our opinions. And yeah. they're, well, of course, welcome to our opinions. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome like yeah. to. Any, any of these great <laughs> opinions we've been espousing, please feel free to borrow. But, um, uh, but if Swerve takes it off Joe and then Hangman takes it off Swerve, hello? Oh, that would be mm-hmm. so erotic. Yeah, and Swerve went on Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast this week and talked about motivations and how they built the Hangman feud in a way that was so erotic. And also, um, I like actually went and listened to it. I didn't just read the thing, and like it was funny because Swerve was talking all about that. And then Freddie Prince Jr. was like, "It's so funny. You sound just like Adam Copeland. Like he really took me under his wing at like WWE and like taught me about like motivation and building a match." And Swerve was like, "Oh yeah, he's my mentor. Like I'm just like." That's why I sound so much I like was, him. I was, I was so like, surprised oh. when I read that. I just because I just didn't know. Like some of the no mentor idea. situations are so clear, yeah. based on you know what you see in the on-screen product. But I didn't know that, and I loved it. It made me think really so highly cool. of Adam Copeland. I know. I was like, wow. Well, Adam yeah. Copeland knows what he's doing because this is like a fantastic. Like I love and, to hear it from Swerve. Yeah, yeah. we should. And we should link that, to that quote. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we should. But it's crazy that it's the exact wording that we always say, where it's like, Swerve yeah. is like, Hangman and I sat down and we said, why are we doing this? How right. do we yeah. feel? What are mm-hmm. we trying to achieve here? And I'm like, oh my God. That's I know. everything we're always asking. Please, like, yeah. know what you want and why you're doing it. I know. And then he also talked about how he and Hangman, like, like, took down wrestling tropes because they weren't like just being like a heel face situation. It was mm-hmm. like they were two guys, like, wanting revenge and stuff. And I was like, Thank you. Please tell the wrestling people who keep talking about how Swerve, like the the weird stuff they were saying about him being a babyface when he was doing like horror movie stuff. Yeah, um, it's like it's okay. a mix. It's reassuring. A mix. It's a mix. Yeah. yeah. Someone mix. get Dave on the line and say, Dave, just because a man staples himself in the chest <laughs> doesn't make him a babyface. Doesn't necessarily make him a babyface. Yeah. I think it's very fun to know that they that they are actively playing in that space. Yeah, um, yeah loved it. Yeah, everything about it, really great. Um, okay, let us move on. We don't have to talk about this, actually, except that I do just want to say, so OC fought uh, Dante Martin on Dynamite, and so that was great. That was very fun. It was a good match, but then private party came back afterwards because Mark Quinn is healed. And I I think we were all surprised about how much (laughs) we popped for it. We were just like, (laughs) thank God our children are back. I had never had any feelings whatsoever about private party, but I was suddenly like, Oh, like my old AEW dark friends. And they were calling out like the tag division in ways Mm -hmm. where I was like, yes, yes. Someone has to say it. Mm -hmm. Someone has to say it. Yeah. Something about, like, them coming back and Dante coming back made me feel like, and, like, 2.0 being back in the tag division made me feel like mm-hmm. it was, like, maybe we can turn this around and the tag division yeah. doesn't have to be singles wrestlers that when <laughs> that got picked out of a hat. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe we could have actual tag wrestlers. It would be so I, great. Now, I'm going to say this a little tentatively, which I shouldn't. Um, uh, Big Bill and Ricky still have the belts. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Which, if you notice, Private Party didn't call them out. <laughs> no, they certainly <laughs> They were like, not even worth discussing the situation as no. it currently stands. Well, yeah, that does no. make me like them more than ever, and I already liked them quite a bit. Um, 
Yeah. I they got a big pop happy. too. The yeah. the crowd was freaking out for private party, which I really liked too. And I think it's like they're they're coming out, they're calling out, uh, they're being like, We gotta get the tag team division back together. They're calling out the bugs. Well the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our our young bugs. Our yeah. young bugs. A bug's <laughs> life. Okay. They're calling out they're calling out the bucks, the young bucks. I was mad at the crowd for like not really giving that a pop. I was like, you eat dirt. Cause if I don't see the bucks soon, I'm going to absolutely flip my absolute I mean, shit. I, everybody is on fucking notice because I just found out that Roosh is hurt. Yeah. I was, and Roosh I'm was sorry, the only thing holding to me together. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Pretty yeah. troubled for have you. Looked yeah. at that? Have you looked at that uh, roster? We got to find you know. another, another mama, another yeah. proud mama. <laughs> <laughs> They just need to give me back Matt back. They have yeah. to give me Matt back. I know. Well, they've got to be coming soon. I mean, you would think, boy. Ta- time's up, boys. Time's mm-hmm. up. Please come home from Mo- Moe. Yeah, you got to get Why off Moe. Why could I? Moe. <laughs> We've come home from Moe. <laughs> I miss you got so very much. Young. <laughs> This is the Baby Duck Podcast. <laughs> Mommy, please come home for Molly. I miss you. And okay. again, welcome to all our new listeners. <laughs> We're so sorry. We won't do it again, maybe. Um, okay, let's move on to, I think this was my this was my proudest title, The Mamas and the Papas Heaven's Gate mm. Remix. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, so Christian and Cope fought at the pay-per-view. Uh, and this was for Christian's TNT title. Uh, it was a death match, street fight, something along those lines. It was a prop, prop. It was a, some kind of prop, prop match. Prop party, yeah. prop party match. Um, so they're bringing out the, I can't believe this crowd got everything they wanted. Like this crowd immediately, literally they came out and the crowd starts chanting tables, ladders, fire, which is like, tables and ladders it's like that's normal i guess fire and i think we were all sitting there like well don't chant for that because it ain't happening and then next thing you know everyone is getting set on fire so i don't know if adam (laughs) copeland is like well known for his love of i guess they did a spot early (laughs) on that flagged to people maybe i don't know um why am i talking about this whatever oh (laughs) earlier in the night Luchasaurus had won the the zero hour battle royale, and that was for a shot at the TNT championship. So Christian lost this match. Um, and I can't remember the details of that. But Christian was so mad after losing that he snatched Luchasaurus's contract and yeah. signed it himself and had his fight for the TNT title that Cope now had immediately and pinned him immediately and regained <laughs> the title immediately. What do you guys think about that? I thought that was stupid. I really liked yeah. the whole match up to that point. Like I really, really had a great time and I actually usually have a hard time with props because I'm like, okay, I've had like, I get it. You there's it's under the ring. I get it. But I really like, I was like, are you serious? Like this is, this is so stupid. (laughs) It was stupid. It didn't bother me for some reason. I was just like, well, this is funny. So like, sure. (laughs) So, and it is funny that Cope now is the shortest reigning TNT title holder at three minutes or whatever. It's a good time. I find that funny. And I also was like, 
I don't think I really get this, like, in terms of what it's supposed to achieve and what I should think about, you know, the characters. But I wasn't mad at it. I didn't mind it. Um, So we move on to Dynamite. And Christian Cage gets a little in-ring segment with his whole new family unit he has, which is Christian, the patriarch, uh, Shayna Wayne, the matriarch, now officially the matriarch. <laughs> Mother Wayne, yeah. Mother Wayne. <laughs> it's, very, it's very Mike Pence. Yeah. Uh, Mother Wayne, uh, Nick, the beloved son, and uh, Killswitch, who is kind of treated like the, like, uh, the family's dog, but in an abusive family, you know, the abused family <laughs> yeah. dog. Um, so they cut this promo. This promo is so funny. It was like, so funny. Yeah. Sometimes I don't really fully funny. know what Christian is doing that is different than what some other people do, where you're just like, he'll start from a place of like, this is crazy. Why are you out here? And then I'm like, I don't care. This is a blast. <laughs> this is so fun. I know. There's something about like his complete commitment to the bit where he's doing something so silly, but like he's wearing that black sleeveless turtleneck oh. and he just doesn't seem to see anything not bold and beautiful about it you know like I don't know it's so funny too that like he has moved into this new space with this bit where remember when he was being JB's dad and he was really like serious about it just in a certain way but like not that affected by stuff like it's so funny to be the the bit that he's doing now that he's Nick Wayne's father is that he's like I literally gave birth to Nick Wayne. <laughs> yeah. I gave birth to him. And that, like, someone will, like, kick Nick Wayne, and Christian's energy is like, you kick Nick Wayne? You kick <laughs> My him? child? He's screaming oh, from the ramp. Jail. Yeah. Jail for mother. <laughs> it's so funny. And what, what, did, what was the thing that was so funny that Shana Wayne said? She, she was like, you, rise boo, mother. you boo a mother, I think is what she said. Her delivery was not the best, but she was still, it was still so funny that she was doing any of it. It and, was so funny. My God. You boo a mother. And then she did make everyone stand up and then Christian made them sit down or something. <laughs> I mean, it just was so fun. And anyway, so then the, the capper here was just that... Um, Actually, I don't remember if something happened at the end of this. Aside from Christian was thanking everyone in his family and being like, thank you to Mother Wayne, I guess, for bearing beautiful Nick Wayne. Thank you to Nick Wayne for being so beautiful and being my son that I also bore. And also thank you. And Killswitch, Luchasaurus, was doing this great, like, drawing himself up, like, I'm so good because I won the Battle Royale. And Christian said, thank you to me. I just love him. So. Yeah, something about his delivery. Because he does those kind of bits that are, like, fairly predictable, but yes. they're still hit so hard. I don't know. He's just telegraphing it in, like, an inherently comedic way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm watching a movie. Um, so what do you guys think we have coming down the, coming down the pikeway with this storyline? Luchasaurus has got to turn soon, don't you think? Like, yeah, it's, it's got to be coming soon. I just don't know exactly what it's going to be like, though, because, uh, like, Luchasaurus does have to turn, and it would kind of make sense for him to turn and be aligned with Adam Copeland, except that 
I don't think that is what's going to happen because I think that Adam Copeland is going to like end up in the sewers with Christian. Mm. So I don't really know. Well, that's, that's worrying because I don't want the Wardlow thing to happen. Like, I don't think Luchasaurus should ever be like a singles, like a guy no. on his own. Like, cause he can't, he like, needs I, a family. I, he needs a family. Yeah. So like, I like Christian should sell him to Don Callis or something. Well, maybe oh, JB yeah. should come back now that he's a heel and repossess him. That would mm, be that would that be would big. be good like, actually. If yeah. we have a little Luchasaurus faction turned... where it's the Bucks, Luchasaurus, and JB. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like Christian and his people, like feuding with those guys could be really fun yeah, if they stole Luchasaurus from him. Oh my god! That's yeah, I would watch it. Book it, Tone. That. I would watch that big time. I would watch. I would watch that. She murmured to herself over and over again. Well, I, I just thought that. about. I, I just thought that. about Nick Jackson and Nick Wayne like doing crazy rope shit, and I got a little mm. happy. Oh my god, I want to see. I want to Thank see. You. Yeah, I want yeah. to see. And, and Luchasaurus does need to be a minion. It's like it's good yeah. in in a lot of ways that Wardlow's back being a minion behind somebody because that's that's where he belongs. You know, that is the thing. I can't be that mad about that because I'm sort of like, yeah, it's what we've already seen and we've walked that this room. But like, I'm like, that is where Wardlow belongs. He yeah. belongs like I'm not mildly resentful. He belongs mm-hmm. mildly resentful standing behind somebody. Like that's. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad that's about it at all. I'm mad at people who are saying like. Look at how he botched Wardlow. Wardlow shouldn't be right back where he started. Yeah, unfortunately, he should because he never <laughs> yeah. made it, baby. He yeah, can't we found his own rent. We thought for a minute that his level might be above this, but it's not. We discovered that, it's not. and he's back yeah. where he belongs. There yeah. is no yeah. shame in 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 getting a promotion and then saying I can't do this job. And yeah, you should be allowed to come back down and do the job you were great at. That's right, yeah. individual contributor. He doesn't yes. need to be in management. No. No direct reports. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Demoted. Demoted. Um, all right. Oh, ooh. Are you guys emotionally and physically prepared to discuss what ooh. we are about to discuss? <laughs> okay. So at the pay-per-view, and this actually isn't really relevant at all. It's just, I think, why this match happened. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting uh, fought Big Bill, Ricky Starks, and the Don Callis family and won. And somehow that set up a singles match this week on Dynamite between Darby Allen and Takeshita. And this match psychosexually rewired me. I mean, did you guys oh expect God. anything out of this match? No. I was I just like, whatever, it seems like, fine. Yeah. I thought I was happy because I was like, I like watching Darby do single stuff more than I like watch. I, I love that he loves Sting, but I like yeah. his single stuff more than his tag, tag team and like, um, you know, four man stuff. So I was excited about that. And I was like, Takeshita is good. We haven't seen him wrestle in a minute. This will be good. I just didn't know that it was going to be so good. I thought it was going to be like a medium good normal match, not something where I was like, my God. Yeah. It Rewired. rocked me. It rocked. Like, I like Takeshita. I like it. Yeah. Like, I just didn't know no. that he and Darby had crazy chemistry. Yeah. The, the amount the height that he was throwing Darby in the air was crazy. I was like, this is, this kicks ass. I don't know if we should be encouraging people to do this because it seems bad, but but I I love to watch it. As I always say about Darby, he, he needs it. He needs Mm -hmm. it. He needs it and he wants it. Yeah. 
let him have it. And Takesha said, <laughs> I absolutely will. So I'm, I'm happy to. <laughs> so he's throwing him. He's throwing him. He's landing on his feet. He's, I mean, the things that were happening were just so crazy. And it was so visceral. Like, you were just like, yeah. we are in it. Like, this is yeah. real. Um it was it, very like, and the pay per view didn't have matches like this. I mean, not really, this, but this, this should, first episode of Dynamite did. Like, all right, love if it. If this had been a pay per view match, it would have been it, well, well worth it. Well it worth, well it. worth really it. Really well worth it. This should have been a pay per view match. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, they're and giving it we away for all, free. We were all staggered. I think one of our friends said that uh, that Darby just tells like big guys just throw me in the air and I'll figure it out on the way down. Hello. <laughs> I mean, wild. I was like, not to be problematic, but that's like so hot. That's (laughs) (laughs) and it's a little bit like, like you know how like insects can fall really far because they're pretty light and like they don't get a lot of weight behind them. It's like, is Darby so small that he can just fall along floating down like a little feather? Yeah, I think it's like the combination of that and like just like the cat thing where it's like he just writes himself in the air. Wild. Wow. Uh, That's got an exoskeleton. Completely crazy. Completely crazy. Um, yeah, so this was so good. I'd love to watch it again. I'd love to watch it a million times again. I'm so... This is the week that I start the discourse. Are you guys ready? Mm. So ready. Why is he going to Everest? Oh my Why God. is he going to climb Everest? <laughs> no so one should, stupid. No one should be climbing Everest, okay? No. Yeah. It's Bad for the environment. It's exploitive. Exploitative. Dangerous. Not even cool. And it's like the fact that it's like you've got the Everest page where it lists all the all the Western men, the white men who've climbed the mountain. But then it's like a totally separate category to be a Sherpa who's done it like a zillion times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Um, I'm not trying to cancel him, but I'm just like, it's not even going to give you what you want. No, I know. It's like, it's one of those times when you're like, oh, right, wrestlers are really stupid. Like, he yeah. thinks this is cool, and it hasn't been cool for a really long time. No, Darby, just, yeah. don't, just don't do it. Just stay, and just stay and fight. Because Takeshita yeah. is throwing you higher than Mount Everest. He you're is throwing t- you higher in the air. <laughs> you're doing so- arts. You're doing beautiful arts. Dangerous, beautiful art. It's so funny sometimes where it's like, like our Sarah's sister Megan was saying, like sometimes I think you guys are on a different internet than I am, and sometimes I feel like the wrestlers are like that. Where I'm like, Kirby, <laughs> haven't you been reading all the stories about how people are leaving their garbage up in Everest? Like, yeah. there's a lot of trash being left at base camp, and and actually the dead bodies are starting to pile up, and oh my God. Uh, it's actually not a good situation darby there's been a lot of think pieces like in the atlantic yeah. about it actually just and check them darby, out are you, are you not on the atlantic you should follow them on twitter i think that he is there was something recently where a twi- uh, i forget who the fuck it was some wrestler posted like oh i put my picture in an ai thing and like this is me as like a knight or something i don't even remember what it was and yeah. all the comments were like AI's bad, dude. And he was like, oh, I had no idea. And was like, <laughs> that's like the time. Do you remember the time way back when Orange Cassidy was like, should I make an NFT? Yeah. And then, um, and it's like, he's pretty smart, I think. And everybody was immediately like, NFTs are up. And then he was, he was just like, oh, well, no, I won't make an NFT. And it's like, you weren't even sure. You were like, I don't know how seriously you were taking this. But even the even the smartest wrestler can say the stupidest thing that you're right. It does feel like, aren't you on my internet? Like, can't you see what I see? They're just like reading websites about, about 
cutting and steroid cycles and (laughs) protein powders. I don't know. I'm trying to think now, do we think that it would be unethical for Darby to get really into like, um, those like, like deep sea spelunking stuff. Like I actually think it might be like more dangerous and probably he shouldn't do it. And I shouldn't even verbalize it as an option. He is going to get imploded, but it would be less problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, those are, that's, did you read that piece about, it's like they're doing the deep sea diving, but it's like, if you lose your sense of direction, then it's like, Mm. you can just never get back up. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite terrified of, sort of deep sea stuff. Darby, don't do that, but don't climb Everest either, you know? Yeah. I'm also scared, but in a way that I can't stop. So I click on all of them. I click, I read them all. All of it. Like underwater cave diving is one of those things that I'm like, yes. Diving. Did you read that article? Someone linked like a while back where someone, they like did diving like inside of ice icebergs, but like almost died. And then they went in again. It was like, you guys are so stupid. Why would you So stupid. Yeah. I, yeah, like I, I, there's a post that goes around and every single time I'm, I lose it because it's just a picture of like, uh, Homer Simpson in like cuddled up in bed and the caption is me. Uh, this is how I sleep when I think about how I'll never go cave diving. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's me. Every time I read those articles, I, I read them slow, so closely and I'm like, and I will never do that. So you guys are idiots. You chose to be here. I Caving in general is terrifying. Even yeah. and underwater is like ten times more. I know. Darby I, could also start going caving. I mean, uh, well, I did just imagine him in the horror movie The Descent, which we've discussed on the podcast before, and I was like, I think he'd make it out. Like, I think that he would. Survive. <laughs> I do think Darby could survive a lot of things. Yeah. Do you guys? Now yeah. I'm going to say something that could not be less on topic. Really, I mean, just kind of it is, but and it's like, should I say it? I don't know. Cut it later, but. <laughs> wouldn't you love to watch a version of the terror but it's all our favorite wrestlers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think they do well for sure yeah. no one, okay but no so one does on, a on ship. the terror <laughs> they're on a ship and a monster is stalking them <laughs> and it's trapped in the ice and they mm-hmm. are only eating like what it's like canned meat with lead in it yeah mm. i don't think that don't, they would do great you, brian no. cage oh would my go god so loco <laughs> I'd watch them in a version of Yellow Jackets, too. Yeah, for sure. The part, but like if they, the part of scurvy where your old wounds start opening again. Oh, God. Hello? Stop. Hello? My God. Leah, you just wrote a little one sentence horror movie. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Wrestlers (laughs) in in the part of scurvy where your old wounds open, they're all like just bleeding from their whole bodies. God. Everywhere they've ever bleeded. Hello? Oh am I am I making up that someone on the terror had a little monkey as a pet? Yeah, no, uh um Franklin did. I would I would cast one of the wrestlers as the monkey too. <laughs> I don't know who a little a luchasaurus or a <laughs> Luchasaurus the little monkey. Yeah. The little monkey, yeah. Little Marco stunt. All right. Well, um, so that was a great match and I'd love to to see it again. And I hope I do. Okay, uh, finally, we have a little new women alert here. So Mariah May finally had her first match against Queen Amanada. Uh, first impressions? Yeah, uh, Mariah was... or Queen Amanada? We've met Queen Amanada before of, of Mariah's think... wrestling. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was okay. I thought, like, multiple people had said, like, oh, you're really going to like her. She's, like, she's like a really good wrestler. Once she finally gets in there, you're going to like her. I thought she was okay. She wasn't, like, it wasn't really one of those things where I was, like, oh, like, 
this is yeah. going to change the women's division. But she clearly knows how to wrestle, which, you know, like as much as I love our women, some of them do not. So <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's like she was she was good, like better than average. But yeah, it wasn't like, wow, my mind's been I didn't get rewired in this one. Unfortunately, I, I think it's it's difficult for me to get rewired for a woman before I've seen her in the like in the final girl fight where it's like sh- th- she's tearing into someone and she doesn't clearly doesn't care about how she looks at all. Mm-hmm. And it's it's yeah. just like so visceral. I feel like once I've seen a wrestler do that that like especially the women unfortunately because they have to get so made up because that's the culture like it's just not what i like it makes me feel kind of bummed out but then once i've seen them have like a really visceral fight where they just look bedraggled then i'm like that's my daughter forever that's my wife that's (laughs) my daughter i would die for you so i'm gonna have to see that from her before i can really like go all in yeah yeah i agree i agree um so she won this match and then she was celebrating and it was interrupted by a debut. Uh, so we have met this woman before, I think on, on dynamite. Uh, her name is Diana Prato. Does that sound right? So. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she's coming to us from impact. impact. I think impact. I started the impact pay-per-view in person when I went and she was cool. Boy, so I forgot you went I'm to the Impact pay-per-view. I know. I kind of forget. I <laughs> it was fun, though. Uh, so she came out, and she did a little uh, uh, promo deal in the ring with uh, Mariah May. And I was actually quite charmed. I couldn't tell if it was just her normal voice. And so I'm sorry to call her out. But she sounded so nervous. Like, her voice was so wavery. And I found that so sweet. And I was like, oh, <laughs> immediately I'm quite endeared to you. Whenever anyone sounds nervous, like giving a big presentation or something, I'm immediately like rooting for them so yeah. hard. I'm like, oh, you're doing great. Like doing I, I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really liked her. Uh, I don't think I yeah. got like a big sense of who she is. I mean, that's something about like about a lot of debuts when they come out for the bait and she got a big pop and it was like, you know, kind of like her hometown area I think so that's really nice but when they come out and they're just like it's my time and I'm here and (laughs) all the wrestlers do it I'm not even knocking it but it's hard to take that much away from it you're just kind of like well it may be I can't wait to find out who you are and what your time is there is a certain kind of promo where you're like well that (laughs) was nothing yeah Yeah. but we'll we'll, we'll see yeah we'll see no but like I mean, the only real thing that I know about her is that she's very good friends with Britt. And, yeah. like, I could be really into a feud that's, like, Tony and Mariah against Deanna and Britt. Like, that could be really fun. Yeah. Bring Britt It is back. fun. It's fun when people have histories, you know. It's like, I hope I hope Deanna Parazzo has been roommates with someone, you know. Oh, like, surely. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope it did not end amicably. Yeah, let's get in there. Yeah, we did have that. We did have that little uh, like Brit kayfabe interview that came out today, where like, well, I don't even know what was happening in this interview, but I guess she was like, "Well, people said they wanted to see less of me, so they've seen less of me, and that's why I haven't been around. And I guess eventually someone's going to have to come clean up the mess, and that'll be me." And I was just like, oh, "I miss you so much. I do <laughs> really miss you quite a bit." I do miss. Brit. It wasn't me, Brit. I didn't say that I wanted to no. interview. I never said you should go away. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. Hopefully she's doing well and uh, she'll come back and hang out with her friend. Uh, do you want to give these 
women scores. We haven't done scores in a while. Who else we would th- I put someone scores. else in this episode who we maybe needed to give a score to, but I don't know who. Oh, I think it was Brian Keith, but I feel like I barely uh, Brian Keith, him, you've been doing great. Be you, I haven't seen you foregrounded, but in the background, yeah. I've been loving your stuff. Let's leave it there. <laughs> you want to give the women scores? Sure. Why not? This is misogyny. Women get scored. <laughs> Men get away with it. Men get a loving what you're doing in the background, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to do Mariah May? Yeah. I'm probably at like a like a five. I, I'm like yeah. at a pure neutral with her. I just yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I think that's right. It's like yeah. not a negative. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not down at her at all. I'm just in a holding zone where I'm like, show me something that I'm into. Yeah. And I will, and I will be into it. My heart is open, but you yeah. just have, she hasn't shown me anything mm-hmm. I can get to. So. And she yeah. probably, it, she is fighting the thing where it's like, oh, she's made up a lot and she's very pretty and blonde. And so it's yeah. like, well, yeah, if you looked a little rougher, I would probably be more interested, unfortunately. My God. I Not mean, I'll say it a thousand times. Just come, just <laughs> oh come my God. out and look a little like yeah. she had a bad night. That's what yeah. I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys see that like Mox, like wherever he is, Russell Kingdom yeah. like, was like, and I'm yeah. trying to get Marina Shafir yeah. here yeah. who is BCC associated. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Marina Shafir should be in BCC. Absolutely. She should. Crazy. Fantastic. Barefoot in that hoodie. That's what I like to see. Yeah. I gotta be seeing it more. Uh, and then um, you want, want to give Diana a score. I feel like I shouldn't give her a higher score than Mariah because I haven't even seen her wrestle, but I'm like, Britt likes her, so like, yeah. And she sounded so nervous, so she's got an eight <laughs> from me. <laughs> I loved her. I don't think I'm an eight. I'll go six. I'm a six. I, I was also going to go six. It's like just, just a tick above neutral. I'm an easy grader. You know me. Love that. Um, okay. I think that's all we got. Uh, did I miss anything you guys were, I think I've rushed us through a little, honestly. So if I missed anything no. you wanted to talk about, I can good. double back. Keeping it tight. Love it. Matt Jackson, please come back to me. Please, 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 please. I've we're dying. So good. I haven't been a bitch on this podcast. I haven't been. <laughs> no, she's like, been really good. I've been so good. Please come back. We've all, all right. been on our best behavior, but like we have to, it's, We've been in the desert for a long time now. Long it's been time. such a long time. And There's we've been like fan- half the length of this podcast we've been yeah. in, in our trials. Yeah. There's a fan account, I think, that we all follow that posted like a montage video of just people tweeting, Young Bucks come back. And I like got a little teary eyed. And I was like, that's right. Young Bucks come back. <laughs> Please come back. We need them Please so bad. God. James on One Nation Radio was just. Oh my hollering. God. Young Bucks, help me. Help me. Save me. <laughs> I was crying. I have to say, you got to go watch. You got to make sure you go watch You've the gotta. video. You got to watch yeah. the video. I was if you, crying. Yeah. It's on the um, Social Suplex YouTube. It's Look for, um, I think it's like the Elite's first pa- missed paper. Yeah. Or something it, like it'll that. It'll be a recent it video. Is, You'll find it. Yeah. It is 100% worth your time. It is so funny. We can and retweet like, it. That's corporate synergy. Oh my god, we should. Oh, I did retweet it already. I did retweet Damn it. it once already. Damn it, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what we've been doing here for the past few minutes. Then. The thing is that, like, sometimes I'd just be doing this stuff on the Twitter. Yeah. Like, I, I tweeted at someone the other day, and Sarah DM'd me and was like, I think you meant to do that on your personal Twitter. And I was like, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what a 
are you out there saying? <laughs> What'd you say, Leah? I think I think MJ from Waffly Bollocks tweeted about a book that she was reading or something, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a great book." And she was, and Sarah was like, "That's not wrestling related. Why is this on your wrestling Twitter?" And I was like, "Well, I love you. I don't you got policed a little bit." Wrestling yeah, is whatever you want it to be. I think we prove that every day on this podcast. Absolutely, we do. Absolutely, we do. Oh, my gosh. Wait, but can we do, since we were so good and we wrapped up early, can I just quick ask, uh, what's everyone's uh, TV search these days? You know, what are we watching? Oh, yeah. Leah, mental health check-in. What uh, Supernatural okay. episode Hold are you on? on? If I'm getting called out, can you I can... say that Allie said, hey, can we turn on Supernatural? And then she Allie. willingly watched at least six fucking episodes. But I did say wow. I did say a lot like, wow, this is the worst show I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, if you say that while you're watching six no, episodes, that no. really I think it. I think I'm safe because I was actually pretty worried. It goes down quite easy. So, and you just don't have <laughs> to watch it like at all like it's just there in the background so i was like oh god what if i go home and i'm watching supernatural like that's gonna be rough but i haven't turned it on i've been watching 30 rock i'm with my friends jack and liz they're the loves of my life um so i'm safe i'm fine i turned it was fine everything is fine that's great i'm in i'm in well into season 18 of svu and a few months ago i started with 12 i think so (laughs) all right (laughs) it's going pretty great over here for sure and leah i do think we just need to double back and let's get that season out of you let's get that season i'm still in season eight i'm trying to look up what episode you were in seven weren't you no she was like in eight last time i think no we made it into eight together because remember i said i think this is where it's gonna get good and you said when is it soon (laughs) and it didn't and you must admit you agreed it had not i was afraid she was gonna be in double digits already no oh episode 16 oh my god okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well i would say thriving in the new year yeah Um, doing just fine couldn't be doing couldn't be doing better yeah it's true could be doing better won't be doing worse Listen, it had to yeah. happen, so it happened. <laughs> that is that is the tagline. It had to happen, so it did happen. So it did happen. Uh, on that note, I have been Allie. I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Uh, our theme song is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter, Tunnel Talk Pod, Tumblr, Tunnel Talk Pod, via email, tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and come back next week. Bye.